Welcome to the Fearless Warrior Podcast, a place for athletes, coaches, and parents who know the value of a strong mindset. I'm your host, Coach AB, a mental performance coach on a mission, former softball coach, wife, and mom of three. Each episode, we will dive deep into all things mental performance, mindset tools, and how to rewire the brain for success. So if your goal is to gain the mental edge and learn the secrets of mental performance, you're in the right place. Let's tune in to today's episode. All right, so we're going to get this started. This is Sam Fisher. She is our guest speaker. I'm so excited. Um, So some of you guys already know Sam or Samu. She has so many different accolades and so many different identities. And so when we talk about identity pie, what I love about Sam above all of these accolades that I'm about to tell you guys about is that Sam understands what it means to play at the highest level. She also knows what it means to be a master of your craft and she's really humble. It's part of her message. So uh, she was part of Team USA. She was an All-American for her college And she's currently a pro player with Athletes Unlimited, if you guys are familiar with that pro league. Um, And not only that, she has a leadership role advocating for other players in the pro leagues about all the things that we are trying to do to grow the game. So I couldn't think of a better advocate to come talk to you guys tonight. I'm sure you guys have lots of questions for her. She's going to give you her bio and tell you about what positions she's played and and kind of give her the one-two punch. So Sam, great to have you. Oh, thanks for having me. Great intro. I feel very cool. (laughs) Um, So hi, thanks for joining. Um, First of all, I'm I'm an open book. So if you guys like want to know anything, I'll tell you anything and probably more. So um, just so you know that uh, for the question part, I'll tell you whatever you want to know. Um, so I'm from Southern California. Um, I have loved softball as long as I have. I, I, honestly, like my first memories are probably softball. So um, I'm playing forever. I'm 32 now. And I started my first team. I think I was six or seven years old. So you guys can go ahead and do that math on your own. Um, I, I found myself playing in rec ball and on all-star teams and then, you know, joined travel ball teams and started to realize not only did I love this sport, but, um, I was starting to get better at it all the time, uh, because I was truly at the field constantly, like the first one there and, and, uh, the last one to leave. So, um, a byproduct of, of all the practicing was, was getting a little better. So, um, once I got to a recruitable age, I stumbled across Loyola Marymount university, which is where I went to school. Um, I actually, it's one of my favorite stories. I was at a showcase in Arizona, which I live in Arizona now. Um, and I was hitting on, we were doing like skill training and stuff at the showcase before we played games and the LMU coach stumbled across my field that I was hitting on and sat next to my dad. My dad was just sitting watching and um, they started talking. He's like, oh, I like that kid. And, and my dad was like, oh, that's, that's my kid. Turns out he got lost and accidentally showed up at that field. So he wasn't even supposed to be there. And I'm, I'm a big believer in the universe. So I thought, oh, that's a really good sign. Like I'm supposed to go to LMU. So went to Loyola Marymount University. Um, I had a big, big goal. I wanted to be a college All-American. LMU did not have any All-Americans. Um, so it was a big, it was a big time goal. And fortunately, when I was a senior, I had a really good year and I became an All-American. Um, and that, that's still to this day, my, 
um, my most proud goal or my most proud accomplishment. Um, from there, I went and played for Team USA and everything kind of took off from that first tryout in 2012. And um, I've been playing ever since. I started playing pro in 2016. I've played everywhere. I've played with USA. I've played in Italy and in Japan and Holland and all these places. And I played in the Japanese pro league for a couple of years. So I lived over in Japan and um, now I play for athletes unlimited and it's, we're going into our fourth season. So I've been there from the beginning and um, I'm super excited to keep playing there. And I know I've seen some of you guys there. It's cool. Um, but I'm, I'm on the player executive committee, which um, as AB was saying, it's I, I, I work for the company in, the, in as well as play for the league in that I help um, represent the athletes and and use everything that I've learned um, through being a player to help the league and help the players, help the athletes and help fans and people who watch get the best experience and get the most out of it. So that's uh, that's me in a really big nutshell. <laughs> oh, my gosh, I love it. And I, and I would love to start diving in with questions, but before I do that, I know that you guys have questions. Um, typically what you guys ask are, you know, what's college, like what's playing for team USA, like what's playing in Japan, like, so, um, I'm actually going to open this up. I know it's kind of nerve wracking, but if you want to unmute, raise your hand, let's fire away some questions, Alexa, let's, let's start it off. What you got girl. What's it like getting to travel so much and playing your favorite sport? This is um, one of my favorite things to talk about because I love traveling. Um, at first I was scared. I was like, I was like weirdly afraid to fly when I first got out of college. And I remember they're like, we're going to play in the Netherlands. I'm like, that sounds far. That sounds like a really far plane ride. And now I feel like I can't get enough and um, getting to travel and see new places and, and play softball. It's, it's just really cool because softball is a universal language and you know even playing in Japan or playing in in Italy where we don't speak the same language but we're all out there doing the same thing on the ball field I just think there's something really cool about it um and it's been an opportunity that I don't think I don't think I ever in my life would have been able to travel to Japan other than because of softball so just getting to experience different cultures and learn more about the game learn how other people treat the game um it's just it's just been a really rich experience of, um, of learning. And, and just, I feel so, so grateful, grateful to, to have done it. I, I love it. That feels really fun getting to do your favorite thing and going to. Oh fun my places. gosh. You said it. It is so much fun. Awesome. Alexa. Whoop whoop for Alexa. We do whoop whoops around here. I love know, a whoop whoop. If we were in person, we would be like high-fiving and you can't yes. do that on Zoom. So. No, I love um, it. Noah, we'll go Noah's question, and then Jolie has a question in the chat. Noah, ask away. Um, what has been your favorite place to travel and why? Okay, so first and foremost, my favorite place has been um, Holland because they have the best French fries. Like the whole world, I've eaten French fries across the globe, and theirs are the best. Um, but no, I... I loved that. I loved going there um, for the French fries, but also just the culture and like the history there is really, really incredible. Um, so when we were actually in Holland, we were there for a world championships tournament. So we were there for two weeks. So we had a lot of time to go explore and we went to um, Anne Frank house. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Anne Frank, but we went to Anne Frank house and we stood in line for two and a half hours 
and I would do it again every single day because it was just an incredible experience. So, so going there was, was really, really incredible. And, but I will tell you my favorite place I've been non-softball, which is not very many New York city. Love it. I love it there. I could just, I could go there all the time. My husband was like, I one and done kind of thing. And I'm like, can we go every year? Can we make it a tradition? He's like, you can, you can go have fun. <laughs> awesome question. These are yes. fun. Um, okay. So Joe Lee in the chat says, what was the biggest fail you've had on the softball field and how did you overcome it? Who that's, that's, that's like, going right for it, Sam. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I like jumping in the deep end. Um, on the field, I fail all the time. So it's hard to pick the biggest one because you can be at practice and, and fail or like in a game and strike out and, and fail. And, and, you know, I think that probably the biggest thing I would say is in 2013, I got cut from team USA. That was a real downer, a real, real big bummer. Um, but it made me realize certain things about what I needed to do to be the USA player that I was in 2012. Um, and so it's, it's really, you know, hindsight, you guys will hear this a lot as you get older, hindsight is 2020. And what that means is when you look back on something, you have perfect vision, you see, this is what I could have done, or this is, this is what, I don't know if you guys heard that, but there's a thunderstorm happening. Anyway, um, there, there's, I look back and I think, yeah, that was really hard, but thank God I went through it. So while you're going through that failure and, and the things that, you know, maybe, maybe you didn't make the team you wanted to, or maybe you didn't earn the starting spot you wanted to, or maybe you're not hitting that day in the lineup where you want to. And, and it hurts when you're going through it, but when you look back on it, you think that is exactly what I needed to, to learn and to grow. And without getting cut from team USA, I probably wouldn't be sitting here talking to you guys about this long career that I've been able to have, um, taught me a lot about taking care of my body, taking care of my mental health. Um, everything. So I'm, I'm super grateful. I, 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 uh, I look back on that and I think, shoot, that's going to be almost 10 years ago. Um, huge, huge, uh, life, um, like a pivot in my life then. Oh, so good. So good. Great okay. Question. Um, let's go Lauren and then we'll go Kaylani and then we'll go back to the chat. Okay. Um, how do you overcome the little errors or mistakes? Good question. So I think part of it is knowing they're going to happen. It's part of the game, just like home runs and, and strikeouts, you know, are um, strikeouts being for pitchers. But I, I really sit back and I think about how much I trust myself. Like I trust the work that I've put in. I know that, you know, if, if I, if I boot a ball that I know I can field, I don't automatically think I'm the worst player ever. I just think, Sam, can you field that ball? And the answer is Sam is yes. And they'd be like, okay, you know what, when you get it again, you're going to field it. Like it, it's not the end of the world. And even though sometimes it feels like the end of the world, believe me, I I've made errors and struck out on television when people are watching. I'm like, it really feels like, oh gosh, the camera's on me and it's embarrassing. But knowing that I've fielded this ground ball 100,000 times in my life, I miss it this one time. I'm going to get it the next time. So just reminding yourself of the work that you've put in, reminding yourself of, of the trust that you have within yourself, which essentially equals confidence and knowing, I hope they hit it to me again so that they can see that like, that was a fluke. I got, I like, I can get this one. You know what I mean? So that's just trusting yourself at the end of the day and the work that you put in. I loved watching you play AU. Thank you for watching. You're welcome. <laughs> 
<laughs> you sort of already answered this, but how do you deal with pressure and how do you stay so positive? Well, the positive thing, I just like really super love softball. So that helps a lot knowing that where, where else would I rather be? I like, I can't think of anything else I'd rather be doing. Um, and so that helps me be positive because even on the hard days, even on the days that like the game's not going my way, I'm like, I still choose this. I still choose to be here. Um, but pressure, you know, pressure is kind of what you make of it, you know, like bases loaded, you're down by three and it's the bottom of the seventh inning. And if you hit a grand slam, you win. Like obviously on paper, this is a pressure situation, but when you're standing in the box, you still have to think about hitting a strike or hitting a pitch that you can handle. You know what I mean? So, um, kind of, kind of taking it in little bite-sized pieces because pressure can feel really big. It could feel like the biggest thing in the world. And that there's, I'm like so full of analogies and, and like little phrases that do you know how to eat an elephant? You eat it one bite at a time. So that, I know that that might feel a little profound, but I think about it all the time is how do you deal with something big? You just deal it, deal, you know, with it in little, little bite-sized pieces. So in pressure situations, you still have to field the ball. You still have to throw the ball. You still have to hit a, you know, a good pitch and, and hit the ball where, you know, drive it to the other side of the field. If it's an outside pitch kind of stuff. So taking it in those bite-sized pieces, I think really helps the pressure situation and to remind yourself, this is the same game as it was when there was nobody on and nobody out and there was nothing on the line, you know, good question. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. So Evelyn Dorr says, what was the best game? Oh, shoot. Sorry. We'll go best first. I skipped best. Did you ever have a period of time where you were not put at where you wanted to play and felt like your coach would not give you a chance? How did you overcome that? That's a, that's a good question. Cause I, I've had, I've had that experience more now as an, as an adult, like I had that a little bit with USA and then I had that a little bit, um, in athletes unlimited, um, where for those of you who are unfamiliar athletes unlimited is player runs. So there are no coaches, there's captains and they're essentially making those decisions. Um, so it, it's hard, but for something like for me, I was, um, when I was young, I was a little bit of a late bloomer. So when, when I wasn't playing, it was because it was very clear or if I wasn't, you know, if I was hitting eighth instead of higher in the lineup, whatever it was, it was because I wasn't the player that should be in that spot. I was where I was, where I was supposed to be. And, um, that, you know, that kind of ended up driving my work ethic of like, okay, well, I want to get to a point where they have no choice, but to put me in the higher spots in this, you know, the starting position. Um, so those, I think a lot of times there's things that are out of our control, but there is a lot that's in our control. So if you're out there and you're working hard and you're taking advantage of the opportunities that you do get, you're, you're putting that in the mind of the coaches or whoever is making the decision to not have a choice, but to give you more opportunities and to then put you in those positions more often because, um, cause you're taking something into your control, um, and working hard and getting better. So asking yourself really honest, realistic questions. I think it's really hard, but it's also really important because I I'll never forget when I was eight years old, there was this, I was 
trying to be a pitcher. I'm not a pitcher. And there was a pitcher in our league. Still one of my good friends to this day. Her name was, it, well, it still is. Her name's Jensen. And I asked my dad, I said, dad, am I as good of a pitcher as Jensen? And my dad said, no. <laughs> and I'll never forget that because he's like, that doesn't mean that you can't be. That doesn't mean that one day you'll get there. But right now, no, you're not. So asking those realistic questions, like if there's somebody playing where you want to play or hitting where you want to hit, asking yourself, am I where, like, where am I? Where am I? Not to compare, but just to know, okay, if I want to be in this position, here's how good I have to have to be and have to perform. So that's a tough one. That's a tough question, but it's part of, it's part of the game. So good. And so it says Chris, but it is Evelyn. What was the best game you've had and where did it happen? Whoa. Well, okay. So there's been a, there's been a, a lot of memorable games. Um, and I have one, I have one of those memories that like, I can't, I'm like another, another elephant reference. I can't forget anything. Um, but I will say this year, this season at athletes unlimited, I did have a game where I was two for two with a walk and two home runs. And I, um, I had three RBIs and we, we won four to two. So it was, um, I got like first MVP. It was really exciting. I couldn't believe the ball kept leaving the park. I'm like, all right, I, I, I swung. So I had three at bats and I swung the bat total two times and it was two home runs. So it was one of those weird things where I'm like, I wish it was like this every day. Um, but yeah, it was in Chicago this year. That's the, that's the one that came to my mind first. That was a really, really fun game. <laughs> Uh, okay. So Alexa says, have you ever felt like you wanted to quit or give up? If so, what did you do to get out of that mindset? So this is a tough question for me because the answer, like the regular, like straight up answer is no, I've never felt like I wanted to quit. I'm actually getting to the point where I have to start considering when I'm going to retire because I literally want to play until I die. Uh, so I, I've never wanted to stop. But I can under, like, I've been through situations where I'm like, this is really, this is really hard. And this is really challenging. Um, and so if you find yourself in those situations, you just ultimately have to ask yourself, am I happier when I'm doing this more often than I'm not? Or do I still enjoy doing this more than I don't? Kind of weigh things out for yourself of, is it still worth it? And if the answer is no, that's totally okay. Like softball doesn't have to be the love of your life. You can go and find something else that is. So if you feel like you're playing, if you feel like you're playing for yourself and for the reasons that make you happy and because you, you feel like you're getting better, keep going. But if you feel like you're playing for reasons that are out of those things, like, cause you feel like you have to, or cause you feel like your parents want you to, or because of other reasons that don't have to do with your, your, yourself and your, and your own joy and happiness, then I think you start having those conversations of, should I, should I move on? So good question. That's tough stuff. Go for it, Bess. I watched you play at Chicago and I was in the line to get um, autographs and you had left, I literally saw you go into the building before I could get your autograph and I was so mad. Now I'm mad. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, we got down there and I was like, no. Oh gosh, that, I, I'm so sorry. <laughs> your celebrity status, Sam, your, your celebrity. So I, 
you do have a fan club here. Quite a, raise your hand if you guys have watched either on TV or in person. You guys, look how many, Sam, look how many girls are watching AU. Like I thought it was so cool. Awesome. Really? Isn't that cool? No, this is so great. Oh, <laughs> this is so awesome. Um, okay. So Kaylani has an interesting question for you. Or sorry, okay. so Jolie said, what position do you play? And then you have an interesting question in the chat from Kaylani. <laughs> okay, I um, so my whole life I was a shortstop and now I play mostly third, but I'll play first sometimes if I have to. But I like to throw the ball. <laughs> okay, let's see. What's the, uh... <laughs> oh, chocolate milk or cheese. You know what? Someone asked me recently if, because I love pickles too. Um, they're like, would you rather never have chocolate milk again or never have pickles again? And I've never had such a hard question. So this, I don't, I don't have any, I don't even know how to answer that because I, I have to say chocolate milk, but I love cheese. So thanks for the hard, like that's obviously the hardest question of the night. No. <laughs> so you're saying you want us to send you a cheese plate, not a, not chocolate milk in your, in your I, box. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't be upset with either dairy item. <laughs> Dry ice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, Evelyn says, have you ever been injured and how have you dealt with it? I have been injured a lot. Oh, that's tough. Yes. I have dealt with an injury actually going back to that year that I got cut from team USA, I was dealing with a shoulder injury. So that was one of the things that I learned is that if something starts to hurt, maybe don't ignore it. Maybe don't be like, I'm fine. Cause you're not fine. Um, so I got to the point where even like putting, it was my throwing arm naturally, even like putting up my hair or putting on a backpack was so uncomfortable and it hurts so bad. So that's when you're kind of like, Sam, I think you're being a little dumb. Why don't you go to the doctor? Um, so I think just listening to your body, trying, especially because you guys are, are younger, knowing how to determine what is something that is maybe sore and what is something that hurts. If you guys figure those things out, that's going to help you a lot because sometimes you're sore. Sometimes, yeah, it hurts to get out of bed, but that's because you worked really hard yesterday. And then other times like, oh, that's, that's not right. And when you feel like that, say, Hey, grown up person who can help me out here. Can we go get this checked out? Or, you know, ice, please, uh, please, dear God, ice, please do that. Um, and stretch. I know it doesn't feel like you have to right now, but I promise you when you're 32 and you just start to figure out you need to stretch, you will have wished that you did it when you were 12. So <laughs> just take care of yourself, prevent it as much as you can, and just listen to your body. Ditto. Just ditto. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So we are getting close to the half hour. I do always ask the oh, question. Wow. I know this is amazing. Um, yeah. Well, if you really want your question answered, make sure you guys get it in the chat. We have two questions, but I'm going to scoop my question in there first. A lot of these girls have done mental training and some of them have graduated from our programs. Some of them are in the middle of the programs and some of them have just started. And so what advice, what skills do you use? How, how do you look at the mental game and how has that helped you get to the level that you're at? So one thing that, um, 
I have always loved is reading. Reading is like my answer to everything. So the first time I really got introduced to mental training was when I was a sophomore in college. And I actually have the book here to show you guys. It's called Mind Gym. I don't know if you've read this one or have heard of it. What? Oh, okay. Well, it's blurry, but it's like a muscle man on it. Um, I have this thing just, it's like falling apart, but um, really tapping into I used to think that like beating myself up mentally was how I would fuel myself. Like, Sam, that's terrible. Like be better. That is so rude. I started to learn that if I wouldn't say these things to my mom, I shouldn't be saying them to me. And I would never tell my mom she's terrible. She's an angel. So why would I talk to myself that way? So that's when I really got introduced to it. And it's, it's, it's something that I have to tap into. I I carry this book is like, I've got stickers all over it so that I can reference it. I can pu- pull up a, a, a little sticker and be like, okay, yeah, you're right. That's how, that's how I should think. So, um, I, I journal, I try to like, if I'm feeling down, I'll, um, you know, I'll write down, okay, why am I feeling like this and what can I do to change it? And if there's nothing I can do to change it, I have to accept it and move forward. So, um, I think reading for me is really something that has helped me a lot but I know that there's different things, you know, like visualizing, I know there's meditating. I know there's so many different things that people do to really work on their mental game. But for me, it's like, it's reading, listening to music, I think is really big to, um, you know, maybe if my mind is going, like, if I have a lot of tabs open to kind of close those tabs and just focus on what's the song saying, like, you know, those types of things, but reading is, is where it started. And, and it's really stuck with me off the field as well. And, and, dealing with my, my mental health in general. You know, that gets a whoop whoop, you know, that gets a whoop. Yay. Which is so cool. Um, so, um, what other sports did you play as a kid and now? I played basketball up until I was in eighth grade and I am one who specialized like I, I stopped playing basketball and I've only played softball since 13, but, um, I really liked it, but I, I needed to dedicate myself to softball to be to be better at it. Yeah. And then what has been your favorite memory so far in softball? Man, I, I, everything. I honestly, right now, like on the, uh, my top of my mind is my best friend, Amanda Chittister hit a home run in her last at bat ever. That's my favorite. I know it's not my softball experience, but watching that, I'm like crying on the field. It was, Oh my God, it was so great. So awesome. Yeah. Um, I said she loves to read. Um, raise your hand in the screen if you're a reader. Who likes to read? Who's a reader? I love that. That's great. It's okay if you're not. You One day, one day. <laughs> I think I read this on the Ringer website that you're a Harry Potter fan. And I always thought that, our, like, I'm 31 and, like, Harry Potter was huge for us. And I thought that it was yeah. dying out. Raise your hand if you know of Harry Potter or you're a Harry Potter fan. We got, look at that's this. A, that's what's up. It's that's getting, a, it's coming back. If my screen wasn't blurred, my Harry Potter books are right behind me. So yes, I love that. <laughs> I love that for all of us. Okay, last question. What did you major in in college? And oh, well, it's two questions. What did you major in in college? I was a business major um, and I went on to get my master's degree in um, business. So I lots of, lots of math, lots of business. <laughs> and then how old were you when you hit your first home run? When I hit my first like over the fence home run, I think I was 14 and I'm like, I got to keep, I want to repeat that feeling because, uh, that, that was awesome. I want to do that as much as I can. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. A good feeling. It's a very good feeling. Thank you 
so much. Just your story, your your perspective, just everything that you shared tonight was just amazing. And I'm sure that the girls would echo that as well. We Thank really you so much. Thank you. 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 Th